0: Can you hear me, Sam? I can. Can you hear me? Nice.
1: I can. Perfect. I can. can okay. Well, guys, welcome to the second episode of season my two God. of Brunches and drop Hope you're doing okay oh, this morning. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Mimosa Margarita. We'll tell you how to make these later on our after our break.
0: After I spill half mine on my pants. <laughs> mm. Ugh! I gotta drink the coffee so I can wake up enough to have the margarita without spilling it. Priorities.
1: Hey, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: <laughs> so I am uncaffeinated, Sammy Stark. I'm Katie Banks, and we're taking a second look at D and D in the Matrix.
1: In the Matrix,
0: it does feel like we're in the Matrix.
1: Yeah, have you heard they're making another Matrix? No, yeah, like Matrix five, Four, Five. So I they're making it,
0: Matrix be. Four and they're making John Wick Four and Five all at the same time.
1: Yep, and Jesus. another Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. How so. does Keanu do it? I don't know, but he's he's pulling it out. Have you That's seen three? Have you,
0: have you seen the, the memes that are, um, like, uh, it's a ballot for president and it's Keanu and Dolly Parton?
1: No, but, yeah, I would vote for
0: <laughs> In a heartbeat. I would vote for that. In yeah. Uh, oh, man. That's crazy. Right? Oh, bless him. Maybe we should interview. I bet he plays D&D. Let's interview Keanu Reeves in all of his free time and see if he wants to play. Like That'd be that. the best ever, yeah. So, Katie, when do we when do we stream this podcast? When can people watch us? And oh how? yeah,
1: so just a reminder, we are now streaming bi-weekly for Sunday brunch um, via your Twitch. And do you want to remind people who are listening to this later how they can what Twitch your Twitch yes. handle is?
0: Yes, yes. So it's zero bandersnatch zero um, for all of you Alice in Wonderland fans. And apparently, I think. Black Mirror now just did a, or last year did an episode called Bandersnatch, but it's from the Jabberwocky poem,
1: Nerds. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So zero, Bandersnatch, zero.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. So now you know where you can listen to us live Mm on um, bi-weekly Sundays. Uh, You should still be able to listen to the podcast via our website, Spotify and iTunes. Mm -hmm. And we're still working on getting the videos uploaded so you can um, view those later as well. So just stay tuned to our website and our Instagram accounts. Oh, our Instagram account, and um, then our personal social <laughs> medias for updates as well.
0: Awesome. <laughs> we have multiple Instagram accounts. We're just okay.
1: so many people. So many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One for each of my personalities. What if we hey, made like an it. Instagram account for each of our d d characters?
1: That would be awesome.
0: We should do that. I like that. So, for more information on who we are and why we're doing this podcast, you can listen to episode zero. It's available on Spotify and on our website, or you can check out our website um, at brunches-and-dragons.com, or follow us on Instagram at twobrunchdragons.
1: Drink is so tart. Mm. Is it? Well, I haven't it's had it good, yet. Mm. It's real good. Um, I have questions, oh comments, gosh. episode ideas, or just want to chat? Remember, you can email us at brunches.dragons@gmail.com, or you can fill out the contact us form on our website. If you're watching this live, you can also uh, write us a little message in in our chat. Um, if you are listening to this live, that would be great. Because if you were watching last time live, you noticed that you couldn't hear my voice. So if you would have been listening live, you could have helped us out a lot. So if you notice anything or any in, you know problems, just let us know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is. Um... A bit different than streaming video games. The setup is different, so I screwed it up last time. My apologies. No, um, you didn't. There's more moving parts. We <laughs> uh, Team effort. The team effort. So yeah, yeah, definitely. If you see anything, if you see something, say something. So, <laughs> yes, thanks for watching and participating. We'll have, um, there's a, a dice roller bot um, that you guys can now roll constitution with us. Um, you'll have to add your own pluses, you know, mentally, but you can uh, hit exclamation roll D20 and it will roll 20 uh, sided die in the chat. Ooh, bot. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, yeah, uh, there's cool, also yeah. other dice. Uh, Capabilities that um, are available, but we don't have a use for them yet. But we will, so stay tuned.
1: Soon, yeah. Mm -hmm. So last season, uh, we addressed virtual gaming, right, Sam? Mm -hmm. Um, But because we were in-person D and D &D gamers or D and D players, um, our information was very limited to what we Googled. conversations with people who use online platforms and then just research that we did on our own Mm -hmm. um so now that we have gone digital digital can't say that word um (laughs) since about march i think is maybe when you started i might have started a little bit later but um we have used various different platforms and i know sam has used a lot more than i have um, but we have done everything from like zoom calls with uh extra camera pointed at the table to fully and systems like fantasy Grounds. So what have we learned over these last five
0: months? There is no utopia. There is no perfect system out there, which is surprising to me, honestly, this late in the game. Um you'd think that with everything that's happened with COVID and with the increase in numbers of traffic to D and D Beyond and increase in traffic of, of just gamers in general, um, to the virtual world, you'd think that they would have scrambled to come up with something um fast track some sort of virtual tabletop game that's all inclusive but we're going to look at the individuals and and what's um what specifics um each system has now A, a little more now that we've used them all we have a better idea of of what's actually included last time we sort of just did research and uh didn't really use any of them um but honestly it's it's surprising to me that none of these platforms Really have their shit together because none of them are are fully immersive there there's no integration um across platforms it's very um i own everything in dnd beyond right and yeah. uh, if i want to play those games in roll 20 or fantasy grounds i need to also buy the source books or the modules there um oh crap. Yeah, and it it gets very expensive. Um, You could run the games without them, but the the modules on the platforms are actually really well fleshed out. They include, you know, your encounters, your NPCs, your maps, all of that stuff, loot, everything. Um, But they they don't
1: really play well together. They don't.
0: No, no, and it's very frustrating because you have to really pick and choose. And, and, you know, like, we say this every time we're not backed by D&D Beyond. We just really, really love them. they have the best character sheet builder hands down better than any other platform i've ever come across um and and as people who play in person that's what we use to build our characters we didn't need a virtual tabletop we didn't need that extra information um that extra source so now we have all of our stuff here we've we've been with D beyond for years and years and years and now we're having to look elsewhere and see what else we can do um because there's only one platform that you can import your character sheet with from D&D Beyond, and that's Fantasy Grounds. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah.
1: That's, that's pretty... Uh, it Yeah, they're just all in competition together. They're not... Yeah. Friends. Well, Wizards it's of the, the Coast
0: sells individual licenses for these. So really, we could just put the blame squarely on Wizards of the Coast um, for, for not allowing a license to be used cross-platform i'm not really sure how they would do that i'm not uh tech savvy enough to (laughs) to have any suggestions for that but um that would be the best way you own this product you have this key that's tied in like you know an isbn number right if you oh that's the same the the isbn number for the book is going to be the same regardless of where you get it from so why not use that as like well but it would have to be personalized so never mind i'm out of ideas already but maybe
1: they could figure it out i don't know mm-hmm. start like, there where would you store it i mm-hmm. don't know yeah so i guess you'd have to download it to your computer you purchase
0: or... it through wizards of the coast and then select the platforms that you want to use it on and it would import to those platforms and then those platforms uh-huh. could get a portion of the sales right like make yeah, it a like little the more expensive
1: platforms the ma- more platforms yeah <laughs> uh-huh. the more platforms you want to share it to like you have to add on five dollars or something yeah that's you fair. would still probably end up saving money, but then yeah. even if you didn't, it'd just be more convenient.
0: Yeah, and and like it's so uh, Dragon Heist is twenty bucks, and it's twenty bucks on three platforms. Well, I'm paying a subscription fee on D and D Beyond. I I paid for the the platform. I pay I paid for the source book on D and D Beyond. There's twenty bucks. Now I'm paying the subscription fee on D and D Beyond to share that information with everybody. So that's I mean it's like $5 a month. It's really not they they certainly don't overcharge for their subscription. Um and then I pay $10 a month to access Fantasy Grounds and then I pay I paid another $20 to get that source book. Um so I mean it's not a lot for one game, but now I'm running two games. So now that's double. So right.
1: You know, but I mean, like it is a lot though. I mean, if you, for us, maybe not because we are. Right. Uh, Employed middle class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah. if you're trying to play D and D beyond and your income is lower or you're hit with issues, like not having a job because of COVID, right. which is the whole reason that you're playing virtual, then mm-hmm. you're not going to have 20 plus dollars to yeah. use these options. Yeah. So like that's, the thing, it's just not very... It's very Alina's.
0: classist. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it's, which is know- the
1: same, you know, our whole country is. The whole Tennessee real ID that you have to get now, that's so classist. What is that? Because, like, you have to get... Like, Tennessee now, you get... Uh, our IDs are more expensive, but they have a star on them, um, so it makes it a real ID, so you can... What? Um, it's the only way you can fly now without having a passport. I I don't
0: have what? Oh well, I have a passport.
1: Yeah, but Suck it doesn't. In it doesn't. That ex- <laughs> doesn't take effect until this October or something. Oh okay. But, okay. But it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why are you making it more? Ex- There's. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting
0: off. Increase I'm getting off the cost of everything. We could have our own <laughs> podcast just on another podcast yes. about tangents
1: yes tangents oh i like it what was this what was this podcast yeah so
0: if you're if you're not a tech savvy person it's difficult to find the, the right platform too um that's that's the other hindrance right so financially um and then um tech knowledge mm-hmm. right uh it does require most of these platforms do require some level of coding um i chose and it's another and we'll get into like what we chose and why but i'm gonna pepper this with like why i chose fantasy grounds um and that's because i can pay the ten dollars a month nobody else has to pay a fee to join nobody else has to do anything but learn how to use their character sheet which requires no coding i import Mm -hmm. everything i build the character sheets for everybody i get it all set up in the system and then the the players just have to learn how to how to move their their characters and how to use their sheets which is right Somewhat intuitive Um, once you once you get the hang of it. It, it becomes very easy It's just a little bit of a learning curve to
1: begin with Um, So to do all that front-end stuff is very helpful, mm-hmm. especially if you're not very tech savvy Yeah, Um, you could get overwhelmed easily if you had to do the first part as well. So yeah, yeah uh, you being able to take i mean it sucks for the DMs but you being able to take that on is easier on the players
0: yeah yeah it's easier when when it's just a one person thing you know we've used um Astral for another one um like Michael's using it for um for uh Giant Hunters but we're using it in another campaign as well where we actually use our our character sheets and you have to you have to know a little bit of coding to actually import your character sheet um and to set up the dice roll to do it and and fortunately it's They, their instructions are fairly good. They help you really walk through it, but, Mm -hmm. um, and it's got some great customized, um, customizable abilities. But if you, if you don't know what like a string is, how are you supposed to, to change this how are you supposed to make your character sheet work so yeah. um, and then and I don't
1: know what that is unless you're talking about like a string <laughs> cat string you know that you yeah. sew with or something it's like yeah. a
0: command you know so yeah it's it's like <laughs> okay it, it's you know when you type into the chat exclamation point roll d20 that's a command and it there's a string of um Information of data behind that—that's going to pull. When you do that, you're commanding the computer to do a process, mm-hmm. right? Put that's that's. But then, what's the process, right? If you don't understand the process, then you can't write the command. So, and you can't edit the command. Um. So it makes it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. And then cool. digital dice, you know, further down the rabbit hole are is. Are computers really that random? You know, random number generators. Are they really? You know, how many times yeah. have you rolled the same number back to back on a on a virtual platform? I rolled Deception three times last night, and every single time I got a nine. Hmm. What Weird. What chance is that? Right? It's like astronomical. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I
1: wonder if it is. Is it? Is it random? Or is it more random because it's less likely that your computer's dice are going to be accidentally weighted? Because, you know, if your if dice are made mm. incorrectly, they cannot be weighted correctly. Um, computers, do they control fate? Right. You hmm. know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm being is controlled it a, by Is computer. it as satisfying? No. No. I already know that answer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I like what D and D Beyond is doing with they're trying to make cool digital dice. Did you see they've got like health potion dice? Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. I would I would use that.
1: Um, it's attractive.
0: Yeah, but it's not the same.
1: Yeah, it's not the same. But I mean, it's it's funny that they're trying to make like fancy dice because they're they're going after the dice goblins. They know (laughs) the only people who are gonna buy fancy and I'm not gonna buy fancy digital dice because Mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't buy, I mean, one, I'm not really much of a gamer, but I don't buy, like, skins yeah. or anything like that in games because I'm like, eh, yeah, <laughs> it's not real. I want to touch it. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm uh, the same thing with books. Like, right. I, have a, I have a Kindle, but I only use it to buy, like, free books or, like, the library mm-hmm. because I'm not going to pay money yeah. to get a fake book. Yes. Because I, I like to hold things that I spend money on yes. or eat it. Or drink it.
0: Yes, touch. It's yeah. the touch thing. I've started yeah. using my, my Libby on my phone for the, oh, the yeah, library great. books. Um, yeah. And I was very, very anti digital. I just bought, look, look, I just got the Harry Potter set because, you know, I. Ooh, those are pretty. Isn't it nice? Brand yeah, that's new. Really pretty. Brand Is new. It oh, no, it's paperback. No, from McKay's. Oh. Yeah.
1: I want some paperback ones.
0: Yeah. So I well yeah. I, you know I I'm, I'm writing a lot of, of fanfic these days and I was like you know what I should uh, my I'm sure the the books are at home in New York um but I know mm-hmm. I don't need my parents to send me them I'll just go to McKay's yeah. and I'll, but I'll get you're them. You're not
1: only just writing fanfic. So you're writing all lots of things. I'm
0: writing lots of things yeah but I figured yeah. you know I I I take up I have a point of pride with writing accurately that's yeah. really really important to me and sticking with canon and respecting the storyline so i was like you know what? i'm just gonna pick up the books and because i've i have i own them on tape and i listen to them yeah. like every night i just that's how i like sleep i listen to harry potter so i was like i should just own the books so i can like flip through them for research yeah
1: and i love because i mean and your fan fiction is really good i'm gonna put it out there into the podcast world i love Fan fiction. Yes. I'm a big hurt comfort fan. Um, claim it. I know people are kind of ashamed of being fans of fan fiction, but my thing is, you can like fan fiction as much as you want because it's still writing, and people are very talented. Yeah. Uh, some some people are very talented. Um, they just yeah. can't afford to maybe write books. Yeah. Um, to get published. But also, it's like as you can like fan fiction as long as you also like canon. I don't like it when people read fan fiction and then get mad. Like, if it doesn't match canon, because they want, like, if they ship, yeah or whatever that term is, and then they yeah. see a ship in fanfiction, and that's not what it is in TV, mm-hmm. and they get mad, you can't do that.
0: No, but, it's totally yeah. separate. Like, and that's the thing, is like, I want to stick with canon, right? But I'm also, I also choose to write about the non-main characters. I don't write about Harry or Ron and Hermione. Like, those are not the subjects of my fanfic, because they already have their own story, right? right. I write about the people who don't get a voice, who don't get a story, right. so well,
1: I can't... Fix doesn't have to be canon it's just you can't yeah. It
0: canon. yeah yeah and that's the thing is like i like to preserve the main storyline in mine but i don't i don't skip um alt you uh fanfics i love all you fanfics i love it when they take yeah. a story that's um like near and dear to my heart and put it in a modern setting and do all that i mean it's create it's creative writing how can you dislike those things it's writing D campaigns dumb. right people
1: are damn. yeah yeah so oh, good bringing it back to the podcast with <laughs> Wee! Man, these uh, margaritas are so good. We're going to call them topic changers. Topic. Stuff, oh, maybe. I like it. I like yeah. it. I think
0: it's just because I'm not very well caffeinated and I stayed up too late playing Warzone last night. So I'm like, where I are we? just everywhere. Nice. Not on your laptop though, right? No. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so <laughs> what is uh, important about D&D? what do you but what is important about D&D. What do you feel like what's one thing in d and d that you can't live without like one aspect of d and d
1: social interaction and role playing
0: okay all right so what people right yeah characters i need a characters. i need to be fully immersed in my character i need um <laughs> Katie takes a break to clean up her margarita just you know. Lick it up off the counter.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just, you know. It was, like, dripping on my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. It was dripping through, like, the crack of the table.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. It was okay.
1: It was only a little bit. It just went right in my lap. Yeah. That's just where it went.
0: That's all right. We're so, one for one fine. now keep, on spilling margaritas. Yeah. Keep
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: you need people to play. Um you need a DM and you need at least one player, right? Like you could you could run a one-on-one session. That would be fine. Uh it's more fun, I think, if you have multiple people, but you know, that's totally up to you in the storyline. So, um for the virtual world, that means you need a chat option, right? Like we use Discord yeah. for our podcast. Um we use Discord for a few of our um uh D and D sessions. We use Zoom for some others. Um mm-hmm. so you could also use things like Google Hangouts, is that still a thing? Google Chat, whatever it's called now. Um yeah. Go to Meeting, Skype, if Skype is still a thing. I don't know. Those types I of platforms. So and you I think it is. You don't necessarily need um video. You could do it just audio. I know. I mm. I need the I need to look at people and see their reactions. Uh, yeah, that would. I mean,
1: you can do it, but that would be so hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you can always tell when someone's about to talk, and then you can sort of like mm-hmm, button it up and let them. Yeah.
1: Have them a do thing. their thing, kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: Yeah. So I, I prefer video. It sounds like you prefer video. Most people prefer video. Um, and then you need you need your characters. So you need uh some form of character build right and you could use digital character sheets paper character sheets but you need your skills and abilities so even if it's just like a mental character right like you know you've got maybe you're not let me back up for the purpose of this we're talking about strictly D and D, mostly 5e for the virtual because that's all we're doing right now um we're doing katie's still doing a 1e game um but it's,
1: it's kind of like a it's, we call it Johnny. Johnny, yeah.
0: yeah. But, so we're not talking about, like, um, Pathfinder. We're not talking about Powered by the Apocalypse. We're not talking about those games just for the purposes of this podcast. You can do all of those digitally as well, but that's sort of out of my realm of purview. So yeah.
1: We will have, um, soon have some information on playing yeah. one of those, because aren't we going to be doing that?
0: Mm-hmm. Star, the Star game that John's
1: running. Starlactica? I don't know what, it's, I don't know what <laughs> the game it is, but...
0: Starlactica. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's what it is now, John. Sweet. Other John. John Other ben. John. John John. So John, John. we also need dice to play. Um, since D&D is a dice-based game, you can't have dice, or you can't not have dice. So you need digital dice or physical dice. How you decide to do that is up to your DM. Um, There's so many different options Um, there's dice in D&D Beyond, there's dice in, um, Avra, there's dice in Astral, there's dice in all of these platforms, or you can just roll yours, and if you, like, get a natural 20, show it. What are you pointing at? Oh. My dice. Your dice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The dice. And over there, too. So many dice. Are they lonely? Do they feel, like, abandoned? Yeah. Yeah. Do you just take them out and, like, roll them every now and then? Just to make them, like... No? No.
1: No, no it's it's teaching them a lesson. I don't know.
0: <laughs> COVID, brought to you by DICE. The secret yeah. DICE's plan to... Ne- to not, not
1: have to work anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not get yelled at and put in DICE jail. Poor things.
1: Yeah. So... Get threatened to never use again. Mm-hmm. Even though... We, Michael's dice the other day he rolled we he they killed his character for sure so he can't roll those anymore he had three chances to save from like shock or something and failed all three and then my character went and found like this healing water and gave it to him and he got another chance and he still failed so he died oh <laughs> yeah I mean, his indoor shock was like a nine, so you had to roll under a nine. So it's not a, not great. Yeah, that's maybe not it was, maybe even lower than that. But. I mean,
0: it's better. It's better than if it were like a three, right? Uh-huh. It's like he yeah. had a chance. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and that was uh, and he was our
1: cleric, so no one else has healing or first aid. So oh, Good. yeah.
0: So is he gonna come back as another cleric?
1: No, he's I think he's gonna do a assassin. Oh. Yeah. So Okay. Cool. I think maybe. He's thinking something roguey.
0: Nice. I love my rogue. Yeah. He
1: he doesn't enjoy, I don't think, playing a cleric in ah. one uh, E. It's not clerics are kind of boss in five mm-hmm. E. Mm-hmm. Like they're really cool. They're very multi multiverse. Yeah. It's not just a healer, but they're pretty pretty uh Meh. Yeah. Me.
0: Spellcasters Me. in one e are... Mm, Me, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <Ugh>. Me. <laughs> oh yeah. god. All right. So,
1: what is So you said, what what did you say we needed? Um, so we sorry, need people. up a mess. People? Oh, you mess.
0: people, characters, dice, <laughs> and,
1: and then. What's the other
0: thing? If if you want a battle map, I Ooh. I mentally need to see things. I am not good with just theater of the minding when I'm in a digital setting. It's easy for me to lose focus. Um, I need some sort of either constant chatter about it um, mm-hmm. that I am actively participating in, or I need to see something. Um,
1: so, I, so. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I can't, like I can't visualize uh, a fight. Mm-hmm. Um or like a a dungeon, like even if if you're dungeon crawling, yeah. I can't really um, follow that without without seeing it visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for
0: sure. yeah. If you're like, we made two lefts and a right, I'm like,
1: is yeah.
0: that a full circle? What? Yeah. What does that mean? Where yeah, are so we? Without
1: a without mapping that or having at least the setup of where the bad guy is, it doesn't have to be necessarily a map for right the fights, but having directions is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Am I behind cover? How far away is it? Can I reach it? You know, without Mm -hmm. having to ask those things. Yeah. Yeah, Who's in his
1: range? Yeah. Um, Can I, can you sneak around if you're like a backstabber kind of character? Right. Right.
0: It's, I, I think the, the scene or battle map is, is very important. So, but not everybody does. A lot of people are, are theater of the minders. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our DMs is great theater of the minder. I, I, I am not. Talented at that. I I am creative. I'm a creative person, as you can see. I'm fairly creative, um, but I'm not. Um, I'm not good at envisioning other things. I can't picture something in my head and then draw it. And I think mm-hmm. that's uh, artistic people in that way are really good at theater of the minding. It's not my thing. Yeah. Not my bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for virtual gaming, you know, what? How do you pull all these things into the virtual world you know yeah some you've got to consider how do you do that yeah and, and you've yeah. got to consider a few a few things so are you running a pre-written campaign um okay. or are you running uh, a creative campaign so if you're planning on using if you're if you're running pre-written are you planning on using a module package right do you want the, all of the immersive stuff that comes along with it or are you just there theater of the minding um so again wizards of the coast sells individual licenses to each platform so, what you have on D&D Beyond is not available to you on Fantasy Grounds. Um, oh, and, yeah. And then, do you have a preferred character builder? Those are my two, like, most important things, right? Uh, we love D&D when it Beyond. Comes to,
1: mm-hmm. When it comes to virtual gaming, those are your two?
0: Yeah, those are my my, my two things to consider. You know, what do you mm-hmm. what do you currently use versus what are you going to use and why? Um, so, um do you want to take us through the the platforms that we've taken a look
1: at? Yeah, sure. So um, we want to kind of look at, like, what kind of platforms are out there? Um, how do you know what to use for for you specifically? Like, what is important to you? What's, what's your strength? What's your... Uh, not great at so your weaknesses mm-hmm. um it's also something to, to keep in mind though that a lot of these platforms cater to games as outside of D and D 5e mm-hmm. right sam yeah um so we didn't look at what they cater to outside of that so if you're playing another rpg game you're gonna have to do that research yourself just because since we don't do it we didn't research that and we've not been testing it mm-hmm. we just don't know so uh that's just something to keep in mind so the first one um, that that we're going to touch on is Roll20, which Roll20 was the only platform that I used before uh, for COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think that was maybe the same for you, Sam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I only used um, it
0: once before COVID. Yeah.
1: yeah mm-hmm. I think we used it for. What did we use it for? Because I think we used it together, didn't we?
0: I used it for a, a work. We did the Wendy's campaign oh. at work, which was really cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I used it yeah. for, but I use it for something um, game-related. But mm-hmm. um, So Roll20 probably is the most inclusive of the platforms, um, being the only one that includes both audio and video chat, which is, I think, very, very big. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't have to have multiple screens open. Um, for someone who only has a laptop set up myself, um, it's difficult to have to have... Multiple things open that you have to click back and forth between, and so mm-hmm. just having one is easy. If you're one who has like a multiple setup, that doesn't really matter, I don't think, but it is nice. Yeah. Um, you can also, I think, purchase all the source book books and the adventures through Roll20 itself. Is that right, Sam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it also includes um, comprehensive mat kits with um, cool dynamic lighting um, and masking modes. So you can do the thing where you can be like, oh, you can't see that because your character has only 30 night vision or whatever, like Mm -hmm. whatever, something like that. Um, It does have monthly and yearly prescriptions, like we said last year, and there's different levels for each, so you can find one that fits your budget, Mm -hmm. but I think what we've seen is that overall it's the most inclusive. Doesn't mean it's the best, but it's the most inclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and that is something that's really difficult, is that, um, uh, oh, Michael says you guys used Roll20 for Vampire,
1: Thanks, thank you. What did we use it for? (laughs) It was see helping. I know. See chat. Chat help save the day. Thank you, Michael. You're the best. Um, It was for our the his DM. Our DM was in Kansas. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I know I used it. Yeah. Did I dream it? I was dreaming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You made it up. It's a yeah. It's it's one of those. You have to sort of cater to your party, right? And that's mm-hmm. um, the the choice was, do I make my characters import their character sheets and build all of that themselves? And furthermore, limit what they can do with their characters. And, and you guys all know that I am really um, on team open world. I want my, my players to be able to choose the character that they want and to build um based on race and class without limitations i don't like limiting what they can do so i've purchased all the source books well i can't do that in roll 20. i can't mm-hmm. i can only go with the the stuff in player's handbook so the very basic of the basic
1: you no, i didn't know that part so mm-hmm.
0: yeah because without purchasing the source books i don't have access to that material um mm-hmm. so if, if i wanted to use roll 20 i would i would have to to be sort of basic bitch about it, which is fine, um, but it's not what I wanted in a campaign. So I chose to sacrifice single screen for freedom of, of character choice. Right. And that's so. why
1: we're reviewing I think we're looking at four uh, different plat- platforms to mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I quoted they're actually platforms. <laughs> platforms, <laughs> They are. Uh... <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Have some All more right,
1: so have some breakfast margaritas. I'm just margarita. gonna spill it everywhere again. I hadn't even drank that much of it, and I spilled it. Oh. But I didn't spill that much, but it just went everywhere. Yeah. But anywho, but I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, so it's important to see, like, <laughs> what was important to you is that you give your players that freedom, mm-hmm. because which is nice because your players are used to that in yours because um, I think you allow for the most um, – cr- Uh, one you can play literally any race any race can be any class Um, you don't have to be a certain alignment with that race so you're Mm -hmm. very you let people create and we can have um, I know this is a big topic right now and we'll probably look at this later on the road but your characters can have um, you know they can be in a wheelchair they can be in a and you Mm -hmm. would be fine with that because you let people be creativity and still be heroes Mm -hmm. so and that's not not all all heroes wear capes yes right right so that was important for you whereas for other people it might be the accessibility so Mm -hmm. it's just good to keep in mind when we talk about it
0: yeah yeah and that that's what's most important to you and your players is definitely the biggest question to ask yourself so we'll talk about what each platform offers and then you make your own choice so or if Mm -hmm. you have a particular experience with it you know let us know what what you prefer so yeah yeah. Sam,
1: what is the? Do you want to touch on fantasy grounds? Because I know you know way more about it than I do. Sure. Because I'm just on the player side. Well,
0: and you can talk about what it's like on the player side, because I don't know what it's mm-hmm. like on the player side. So sure. for for a DM, um, I I like it because it it's more immersive. I can set up, and you can watch us play. We play um, we right now. We play every Tues every other Tuesday and every other Thursday, but that's going to switch to every Tuesday. So. Um, Keep in tune for on my Twitch channel for if you want to watch Fantasy Grounds in in action. Um, but I chose it because it has the ability to import character sheets directly from D and D Beyond. So there that preserves the freedom that my players have in in their choices that they make in character building. But then I also purchase the modules in Fantasy Grounds because they are super immersive. They are prepackaged. Um, I can set everything up beforehand. Hide everything on the map put all of the characters out there, all of the NPCs, you know, if they're doing a dungeon, I can set up the the, um, villains wherever they are and then just unmask those as we go, which is really exciting. Um, It gives the, I like the virtual aspect of it because it gives the players the freedom to sort of move through the map at their own place and trigger traps without me being like, okay, and you're going where? And what's happening? Are you looking? You know, without prompting. So it gives them a little more autonomy to do that um and it's got great artwork man there are beautiful pictures for this so um it has the ability to import your own maps and to build that uh it's very complicated so i don't import maps um it is not a seamless process i've, I've done it for a few um the tunnel the <clears throat> the seller scene that we did in in dragon high or, uh yeah. Horde of the Dragon Queen, I had to import yeah. that map. And it was like a oh. different... Yeah, it's hard to do. That took me probably 30 minutes just to get that map in. Um, so the character. another downfall is the character sheets aren't always fully fleshed out. So if you have a specific trait or ability um, that is not part of the the basic package, it might not import. So you have to do some adjustment there. So like um, okay. my mic is... Uh, an artificer so he doesn't he didn't get the bonus for his ac so we had to put that in your mic didn't have the um uh two-handed version of the quarterstaff so we had to put that in right so things like that so rage i don't think really works very well it's not intuitive for you so mm-hmm. yeah so what's yeah, it like it doesn't from have,
1: a... yeah it doesn't half damage um mm-hmm. for sure but I'd give Fantasy Grounds probably a 6 out of 10 from a players, and that's per- just personally from me, mm-hmm. because, um one, again, I do play on a laptop, so I, I want to say it's maybe different if you have, like, a big computer set up, because you can have, because you still have to have your character sheet open in D&D Beyond, mm-hmm. um, you uh, since it doesn't have the virtual chat option, you have to have, you don't have to, if it doesn't matter, but I have to have my screen open in, um, whatever video service we're using. So we usually Mm -hmm. use discord so I can see people's face and their reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so, so that's three things open on my tiny screen. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder. Um, and then the maps are a little harder to see. Um, I have, I'm legally blind without my contacts. And so to get them, because in Fantasy Grounds, how it's laid out, um, like on your left side of the screen, there is your, the rolling map. So it shows you what people roll and, and initiative. And then you can open initiative boxes. You can open your character sheet, but then mm-hmm. that takes up the screen
0: yeah. where the map
1: is. So you can't, and then there's some kind of box over here. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just where you click on different things. Yeah. It's
0: just like the, the menu, I think. Yeah. The menu. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: so then that takes up space. And so then the, the The math is, like, this big on my screen. Mm-hmm. And so then for me to see, I have to zoom in. Yeah. And so it's for myself just because I have terrible vision. It's a little bit harder. Um, but overall, it's, like, it's easy to work. Like, the, rolling the dice is pretty easy. Finding stuff, like, on your character sheet, once it's imported, even though it's not immersive, you can find stuff on your character sheet super easy. Um, the The steps are really easy to follow, like, you don't have to enter codes. You just literally can drag and drop a dice because mm-hmm. it has dice in the system. So that's really nice. Yeah. Um, so the system in itself, it's it's great. Just for my usability, it's a l li- makes it just a lower Not mm-hmm. bad. Not bad.
0: And we use to a little caveat to that, we're using fantasy grounds Unity, not fantasy grounds the original. So ours is still in beta. And the reason we're doing that is because the fan, the original fantasy grounds uses a port system when you're trying to connect digitally and it doesn't work, um, with Comcast. Comcast is a big security nightmare. Um, so yeah, yeah. They, I had to, Oh God, we found out all this awful stuff about what Comcast does security wise. Um, so they, they make your router is a hotspot. If you have Comcast, your router is a, is a hotspot for anybody. So it doesn't use your bandwidth. It doesn't use, like they're not connecting to your wireless, mm-hmm. which is nice. So that's that's secure, but they have all these levels of security that you have to update every 30 days if you want to open new ports. So, oh. and they use port 1802, which we we tried and it just kept rejecting it. It just kept mm-hmm. saying, no, 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 no. So I was like, you know what? They fix this with update. Beta,
1: though, Unity's pretty great thing, yeah. so maybe I'll up it to a seven. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> a baby I platform. Forgo- I forgotten. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Unity was in beta, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna up it to a seven. Okay. Yeah. Good job, fantasy. Yeah.
0: Fans. And so they'll improve. their Their customer service is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I had when I had issues with getting it set up, I contacted them and they got back to me within 24 hours uh, and were very yeah. helpful. So. Yeah.
1: Very good. It's a good system. Seven's good, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give any system a 10. I don't like virtual gaming. So let me just put that out there. Yeah, yeah. it's like nothing has a 10 until D&D Beyond
0: has a virtual tabletop where we are like physically, you know, we... uh, Virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. We VR with each other and can have private conversations. Oh, God. Oh, man. It's coming. It's coming. One day. Not soon enough. Not soon enough. So tell me about Astral
1: sorry i just took a big drink Okay, <laughs> Swallow. so astral tabletop um we use it in one of our separate games so we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute but um it doesn't include any source source books or any adventures um and it's designed only for original campaigns so that's awesome for people who make their their original campaigns but there's not really sources available for people who run um straight out of the book campaigns so yeah. that's kind of It's kind of interesting. I guess you don't necessarily need the source books for it, but it's just not an option if you want it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's more simplistic than the rest of it. It requires a very basic level of coding um, to use as a character if you play it from that route. um, If you want to if you want to take advantage of those features, you don't have to, but. Um, You do have to know a little bit of it, but I think the the steps are pretty clear. Like Sam had said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, they do a good job of explaining it. So even if you don't have that basic level of coding, they try to explain it for you. Um, You might need help from your little bit more tech savvy friends, but there's always a tech savvy friend in your D&D thing. So they could always help if you wanted. We're all nerds. Um, So (laughs) someone's a tech nerd. Yeah. Um, Rolling dice in it, though, you definitely have to have an understanding of how to use the commands and how to enter the codes. So that's pretty important. Um, I think DMs can use, and this, I don't know for sure, but I think DMs can use, like, the dynamic lighting on maps they make, and they can mask views as well. And then it's free, though, so that's...
0: Yeah. that's a plus so it yeah. doesn't
1: maybe include as much stuff but you don't have to pay for it mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool
0: and it's very pretty yeah it's very pretty and I don't I don't know we should ask um, Mike, Michael if he's still listening if he has any difficulty uploading all of the images and making that um, yeah. pulling them because from... his
1: yeah is it pulled is it from Astrid or do you have to upload all of it yourself yeah kind of thing is it easy to upload it if you have to upload it yourself we don't know that part because we don't do that we just see it it's very pretty yeah i
0: tried it a little bit um at the beginning when i was trying to figure out what what platform i wanted to use and it was very pretty i liked the character sheets but it just didn't meet the requirements it it would have been too much work for me to do to to run a campaign so and and michael's running a pre-written campaign in it and it works great so yeah um, but i think he's
1: only using it for maps like battle maps Yeah. yeah
0: yeah Yeah, we're not, we're not using our character sheets in there, which which removes a huge chunk of the work. So um, not for him. He has to move our characters around all the yeah. time. We're like, no, 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 four to the left. So he says, uh, it's like one minute to load a character, but I'm only using the images, pawns, and map. I don't integrate any of the stats, and I leave that to D&D Beyond. So yeah, because oh, we so use that our... It makes it
1: more simpler then. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. And we roll, for that campaign, we roll in Discord using a bot. Yes. So
1: yeah. Yeah, which so it's similar curious. to how we are with Fantasy Grounds, you know, the he live streams uh Astral mm-hmm. in Discord. So we don't even have to have an opa a different thing open, which is nice, but you yeah. still have to have at least two screens. No, three screens because you have your vi I the video, D and D beyond, and then the chat option in mm-hmm. Discord. So still yeah. three screens.
0: It's tough, man. And we're becoming I'm I such
1: I'm such a spoiled brat. Like I get to have three screens open. Oh my god! I was such a spoiled
0: we, brat. We were playing D&D the other day, and I was like, "Man, you know, I really need another monitor." And they're like, "How many do you yeah. have?" I was like, three. but but seriously, like Thursday at work, I was doing a project that required all three of my screens, uh-huh. and I had to have my laptop open just so I could keep track of the work chat.
1: Like, yeah. I know I, I miss um I have an extra screen at my office. Mm-hmm. I miss it a lot working from home. I'm like yeah. I should just go get that screen and bring it home because at work I'm like moving like a zillion screens around, but Yeah.
0: Too Are lazy. you still working remote?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think until the end of
0: August. Okay. So, yeah. <sighs> Man. Back to yep. the real world. Back maybe the real world. you know, maybe we can start doing D and D in person again, and then do do another episode about what it's like to be back in real life. What's it like to be so, back as
1: we all have COVID? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell us about D and D
0: Beyond? Sure. So the the last option is is our, our favorite D and D Beyond. Um, and this one is really a, a campaign for a theater of the mind. That's um they recently purchased um avra the bot for discord um and that's how they made their dice roller in in D beyond which is great it's very cool um but there are no maps there's no map feature so you could either do everything in D beyond um and then have a map on another screen um, but also the downside to that is you know i nobody can see your dice rolls so it's not right. a shared thing. So I can roll and then lie about what I roll. I wouldn't, but I'm sure there are people that would. So, yeah, you know, is that we, we roll in a public setting just to limit, uh, A, to make it more fun, but B, to limit cheating. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, a personal thing. I don't use the dice roller in D&D Beyond. They've got cool dice. It's very fun, but they really need to get it together and hurry up and put out a whole virtual table platform. Because they'll corner the market, hands down. They yeah. will shut everybody down if D&D Beyond – like, D&D Beyond should just buy Fantasy Grounds.
1: I mean, why don't they make – you know, make – get – fall in love. They can – D&D can ask Fantasy Grounds on a date. Oh. They can, it can woo it, it or, or Fantasy Grounds can woo D&D beyond whichever way. I don't know. Whoever yeah. wants to woo, who can woo, can woo. Yeah, yeah that was too many woos. But like they woo. can, woo, they can fall in love, and then they can make a baby that is D&D beyond fantasy. Fantasy beyond. Yeah, fantasy <laughs> beyond. See, beyond marketing Brown? done, guys. Yeah. Get it. You don't even have to pay us. You should, but you
0: can sponsor us, and we'll plug it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I already stream it, so
1: I'll beta it for
0: you. Uh,
1: We already talk about you a lot.
0: Yeah. Hurry up! But I mean, they've already got that Mercer. They don't need us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? They need us. They need us. Uh, They need the southern market, and also like the remember the basement level Mm -hmm. players. That's us. Yep. They need that level of.
0: That's right, people. The little guys.
1: The little guys. Right. The people who are little.
0: Yeah. So do we want to take a quick break, roll for Constitution, and talk about our drinks? I don't, I don't have can't. much else to say about the depressing virtual world.
1: Okay. We don't. Okay, we don't maybe. want to talk about like the chat. Chat. Oh. Services. Oh, oh really yeah yeah.
0: There. I mean. That's a personal preference thing, uh, right? Like, I like Discord because you can send images and chat Mm -hmm. and video, and then you can pop out the video. Um, Zoom has cool backgrounds,
1: Uh but you can't send images in it. Yeah, and then Google Hangouts, I don't use – I've never used Google Hangouts Mm -hmm. for D&D. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, like, all three – all the other – yours – and well, there's I'm only in three, but yours and Michael's we both use Discord, mm-hmm. and then for John E's we use Zoom mm-hmm. um, for that one, and we only use Zoom, so we don't use any other uh, platform at all. But that's because mm-hmm. he, as I said, he is it is a one e two e homebrew, so we just he um, we use the honor system with rolling dice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all pretty honest, so like. We die, we die. You know, we're all pretty. You can't really. <laughs> two
0: character deaths in one episode, and we've had, there's no we've way had, you lie. Yeah. <laughs> we've only
1: had two, three episodes in the new. Three episodes. Three sessions, I think, or four sessions in the new campaign, and we've had two deaths. <gasps> so, yeah. Strava the only two that are still alive are the father daughter team, so. Aw. Yeah. Survival. We're, we're pushing through. So we use the honor system when we roll our dice and he emails our updated character sheets to us about a week before each each session so we can print them out and study them. Um, And then he emails our spell descriptions if you have spells. Um, And then he like will send us a recap and then he just will pull up the screen and and we go. So usually I'll have mine on this, have on my character sheet pulled up. I don't usually print it, but, Mm -hmm. and then he will point his zoom camera at, um, a battle map if so it's like just um, it's minis that he mm-hmm. arranges on his table and then he'll move them as we want. Um, and then Michael is our characters, our map builder. So he will share a Google sheet or it might have, it might be in Excel. I can't remember. And he maps out the dungeons for us live oh, so wow. that we can um, share it. He shares it. He either will share it via Zoom or he will share it in um, in Google, so we can adapt it as well. How so, cool! Yeah, and which wow. is really nice because that helps map out. Because you know we have like listen at doors, and so right. having him map it out as we go along. Um, <sighs> and John doesn't correct us, so if it's wrong, it's just he just leaves it unless it's like real crazy. But right. That way uh, we have it though, so we can get back. So that's what we usually do for that one. Smart. So, that's brilliant. That's a so really there are options idea. if you aren't doing five so, E. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: It's not limited. You know uh-uh. there's no and and i think 1e is a little more like dungeon crawly theater of the mind anyway so yeah. that that does make that a little bit easier where you can just draw out a map and sort of push characters around yeah. so
1: and surprisingly um, for me it translates the best online yeah i don't think it's the not the hardest um because it's only one screen so i only have one or two things to keep track of so mm-hmm. for my adhd mind i don't have to have so many things open to focus yeah. on so
0: no multi-tabs yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, so I think we're going to take a break. We're going to top off our drinks. And then when we come back from the break, we'll teach you how to make the drink. We'll roll for constitution and we'll talk about some brunch facts.
0: Sweet. All
1: right. We'll be back soon.
0: Unmuted, good to go. We're back.
1: We're back. Okay, so hopefully you have used the potty and gotten a snack and you're ready to learn how to make our drink of the day. Okay, so the drink of the day is the mimosa margarita. Baby. Right here. Now, this drink is a true love story i mean think about it. it is just like a love story to end all love stories i don't know any love story that's better than this like i just don't i don't so get
0: romeo and juliet
1: no nah, they they die this drink didn't die
0: it maybe if they and, had this drink they wouldn't have died
1: they and, wouldn't if this would have been in that poison stopper they just would have been doing it having babies but no oh. they did they did straight up dead <laughs> So, two of the yummiest cocktails ever meet. They fall in love, and from their love, this beautiful baby was (laughs) born. Here's what you'll need to make it. (laughs) Um, So, ingredients Uh, 16 ounces of orange juice, 4 ounces of tequila, 2 ounces of lime juice. It can be fresh or. Already squeezed um, lime lime wedges for rimming the glasses, coarse salt for rimming the glasses, uh, one bottle of champagne or prosecco, and then oranges and lime slices for serving. Excuse me. So for directions, in a big pitcher, you're gonna want to combine the orange juice, the tequila, and the lime juice, and then you're just gonna stir to combine. Then rim each glass with um, lime and then dip in the salt, uh, which is super easy. Um, and then you pour the orange juice mix in and top off with the champagne, add slices of fruit, and serve. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Just remember this recipe makes four drinks, so you can remember either sharing is caring, or you can drink it all on your own. That's fine, too.
0: as you don't have anything else to do.
1: Yeah, or, you know, don't drink in D&D, but... For sure. <laughs> or you, you can, can now it that it's own.
0: virtual. It doesn't matter. You're not driving yeah.
1: home from this, so go ahead. You're not driving. You're virtual, mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. It's a virtual brunch. You don't yeah. have to worry about getting an Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, or you can always half the recipe or double the recipe depending on how many people you have to make. I halved it, so I just made two drinks. Mm-hmm. I made enough to make two drinks today. I so. just
0: made the one. So.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you uh, fourthed it.
0: I fourthed it. I fourthed. It. <laughs> <laughs> it. I fourthed. it. I fourthed it today. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, tequila is the only alcohol that is an upper, and it's also good for bone density, and it's a probiotic. So that drink you're drinking right now is very good for you. Good for the body, good for the soul.
1: I feel like you're one of those... Uh... <laughs> Them at the end you know. of like a medication commercial, yeah. like at the end where it's like tequila gives you the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, instead of being like may cause death, right? Good yeah, and so. in the
0: low like uh, use of this drug may cause adverse side effects like vomiting, diarrhea, headache, <laughs> fear of death, self loathing. You're like, why am I taking It's just an allergy pill. What am I taking this for? Well, just take tequila and you're fine.
1: Well. I approve this message. I
0: approve <laughs> this message. Approved by Constitution. So, Sam, you want to roll for yes.
1: Constitution checks? So, just remember um, that uh, Sam has a negative two <laughs> and I have a plus one. Um, we, uh, yeah. So, we're going to roll for our con checks today.
0: Oh, all right. 13 minus two. So, that's 11. Pretty good.
1: I also got an 11. Twin rolls, today. twin rolls, rolls of 10 plus one. So we're feeling about the same. <laughs> nice. I would have thought mine would have been lower, but. Well, I'm just you clumsy. just started
0: your second drink, so.
1: Yeah, I'm so just we're clumsy. On the same. I didn't spill it because of drinking. I just yeah. spilled it because I'm clumsy.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, like, more elegant and stately when I drink. Maybe that's just because that's how I think, you know, when I'm drinking, but. And we all, I'm think, like, that.
1: We all think we're, like, the best dancers and.
0: Oh yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I am of course the best dancer, but you know.
0: Duh. <laughs> I've had lots of time to um, refine that skill in quarantine.
1: Do we have any new character sheets to read this week?
0: We we don't have any new ones, but we updated ours. Uh, and I realized I have a confession to make. I made a mistake. Oh, <gasps> shocking. Mm-hmm. Um I I hadn't I, I had done the proficiency as level 1 as as 1 for us but it should have actually been 2 uh, all along. Um I was just I don't know, thinking of our our own stuff. So um and then for this level 2 is pretty basic. We just get like an extra two like skills or ability kind of like um not feats but like traits. Yeah. Um, Unless we were druids or monks, in which case level two is great for us, but we're neither of those. So whatever. So uh, I I upped our proficiency um, and I upped my hit points. um, So I now have 16 hit points instead of 10. So I'm getting a little better.
1: Mine is only, I think, 15. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have
0: a... Oh, you know what? Mine should be 14 because of the minus two. I forgot about the constitution, so I have 14. <sighs> <laughs> I
1: was like, but then I feel like mine should be Lark's. I feel like you're tougher than me.
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: I've got more chub. So if you stab, <laughs> you're less likely to get my organs. So maybe my chub is my armor. Like, you have no chub. That. You are, like, straight uh, abs. You're Not just, an- like... It's what? just ab on ab on ab on ab. You've got back abs and back side abs, abs and no, leg abs. No, back ab. fat, though. That's, no, you don't. That's she's literally, fat. guys, Sam is just, her whole body is an ab.
0: It's just one ab. My face is it's an funny. ab. It's just all abs. She has,
1: she has feet abs. Like, she's fit. And my body is just a chub. <laughs> Better that armor sounds... protection. So my armor ah! class is going to go up. Yes. It's no longer a 10. It's now a 12. I like it. Because I'm fatter. Like it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Gained weight in quarantine.
1: You yeah, know. Oh, it's fine, guys. Just embrace it. <laughs> fine. Roll with
0: it. Get it. Roll with it. Uh, Did anything
1: um, else change on yours? Besides um, your armor class and your...
0: I I added um, the ability to cast spells. <gasps> And Did you
1: gain
0: any spells? I gained a cantrip. So, <gasps> and my my spells are not, um, you know, cantrips are are pretty basic. I can only cast cantrips at 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 level two. So I kind of went off the the ranger because it is my favorite my favorite character build. So, um, yeah. I, I sort of designed um, my project manager class as as a as a ranger multifunctional. So, um, my my one. Or my, my one cantrip is uh <laughs> the ability to disguise myself. Ooh. So I don't know if you guys have seen our pictures on our website, but I was blonde previously and I am now uh silver red black. So
1: It looks good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It, it feels really so. good. I love, I want, I want to pull the silver out a little bit more. I'm really excited for when we get to do that. To see it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want the silver to be like, you know, here, but.
1: It what would a just cool be red. spell. Or yeah. Cans trip to get. Yeah. Cantrip. Yeah. It's the disguised um, self,
0: but it's a cantrip, not a regular spell. So it doesn't last yeah. as long. You and, also,
1: you know. it's not only your hair, it's your disguised self, because you can also, cut, like, make really cool clothing. Yeah. So you can, like, disguise my, your clothes, right? My
0: my newest project is my my lion helm Uh, so I can uh, it doesn't fit over my headset so as
1: a Leo I approve this message yes it's um, a I'm a straight-up Leo
0: Yay! I'll make you one yeah it's from um, Alana the lioness Series, so Yay. yeah, yeah, really hoping okay. To...
1: So, you so you gained a new cantrip. Anything <laughs> mm-hmm. else you gained? That's it.
0: Nope, that's it. Level that's two. it. Yep. What about you? Okay,
1: so yeah. I only I didn't gain any spells or anything, but I gained the ability to use a new action. Okay, um, and my new action is called the binge, and um, I have the ability to pull people into net watching netflix with me um, oh, and binge yes. watching it so that their mind becomes melted
0: okay
1: yeah
0: I so i can melt people's it.
1: minds with the power of netflix sweet i can make them watch 14 hours of tv with me mm,
0: they just and i then they, got a notification this morning that the new season of lucifer is out and i'm like okay well that's the next you know three days of my life
1: Hey, I, I like it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. God, TV.
1: That's a, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a really good
0: show. I hope it's kind of gone the way that Supernatural has, you know, where it's kind of just it's like...
1: It's over, though, isn't it? Lucifer? Yeah, I thought it got canceled. Oh, I, I not... think
0: Netflix picked it up, because it says Netflix oh. series, so I think, I think it did get canceled, and then Netflix picked it up and just released season five. So we'll see. Maybe oh. they'll change it, because the last season was kind of like, You know. I didn't know that.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. I, that's what I'm assuming. What happens? I don't actually know, but it does say Netflix series now, so perhaps that makes yeah. sense because
1: I've seen it on there, and I just thought maybe they got the rights to it. But ooh. yeah. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Horrors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, okay. um, submit your character sheets. I think the updated character sheets are they available on our website now? Um.
0: Yes yes the updated yeah. our, okay. I no 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 ours will be updated this afternoon i will put them on there um and then um we go so you'll be able to see our level twos and then anybody can uh, download the plain character sheet and fill it out yourself yes. so yeah
1: perfect. Um, and so we, we hope those. to see your guys soon remember you yeah. can email it to us you can uh send it to us on Instagram, you can send it to us via our website, you can uh, send it to just me and Sam personally Mm -hmm. Um, we'll get it added Um, we really appreciate it if you did it if you already made one last season, you can make a new character Mm -hmm. um, and then you can kind of uh, pick which is your favorite, because you know we're all changing and adapting, you don't have to stay the same
0: yeah you can be whatever you want to be in D&D Beyond, so exactly uh, yeah Um, All right. want to tell us some interesting things about
1: brunch? Yes. my favorite part. Okay, so as we all learned before, brunch isn't something that was recently invented. It wasn't invented by the Americans. It wasn't invented by millennials. Um, It's been (laughs) around a really long time. Like if you recall back to our episode last year, I can't remember if it was episode one or two, but um, we had found out through some research that brunch has been around since 1895. That's such a long time, guys. I that's, mean, I guess not in the grand scheme of things, that's but that's 125 seems
0: like a long time. years this year.
1: Yeah. So that's a long time. So we know brunch has been around a long time, and we've talked about the history of some of our drinks, our favorite brunch drinks, and how a lot of them were, um, you know, developed in the 1920s because of prohibition and adding juice and things like that. But something I've never thought about really before was the history of some of our favorite brunch dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really thought about where these dishes came from or yeah. how long they've been around. Were they invented recently for brunch? Uh, or have they been, been around a lot longer? So, because my thing is, like, whoever thought up Brunt Br- Egg Benedicts, which are my favorite, I just want to kiss them. Because thank you for making those. hmm so, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty great. So, I've never thought about it before. But guess what, folks? I did some digging. I did some research. Guys, I'm actually researching these days. Like, I'm scrounging up. I feel like I would have a card catalog if I could get to the library. But I'm doing, like, Google searches and reading articles and finding this information for you. So I have some information about where some of our brunch staples were born. Do you want to know, Sam?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Tell me. Well, I'm going to
1: tell you first about my favorite, Egg Benedict's. That's your favorite? So one day... That's my favorite. Egg Benedict's are okay. my absolute favorite brunch food. Any kind. Like, I know there's different kinds of egg Benedict's, there's egg royals, there's Florentine's. So there's all different types, but the it all started with the basic, which is the egg Benedict. So, one day in 1894, so the year before brunch was invented, Mr. Benedict, who was this big-time Wall Street guy, don't really know who he was, but he was a big-time Wall Street guy, had a hell of a hangover, like, killing him, wanted to get sick, so he ordered buttered toast, crisp bacon, two poached eggs, and a hooker of hollandaise sauce at the Wardrobe Hotel in New York. And a, and a what of hollandaise sauce? A hooker. You know, the little silver things. That's called a hooker? Ha! Yeah. <laughs> hooker. <laughs> looks like a kind oh, of a gravy boat, but yeah. you put your finger in it, hook it. It's called a hooker. I don't know why I'm doing that, but yeah, those I, are called a hooker. Okay. A hooker yeah. of holidays. At the Wardroff Hotel. Okay. And well, the rest of it was history. So that, they named wow. it after him. It became a staple there. So whenever he would come in, they'd be like, can we have the, he'd be like, I'll have the Benedict, please. And that's what it was. And so then word spread, got picked up around. Um, so the year before brunch, egg benedict was invented the year before brunch was invented. Wow. So that Pretty was cool. like
0: that's probably what started the trend, you know. I mean it had to have everybody yeah, going have. in groups to try this fancy Benedict. Hmm. Yeah.
1: She I don't mean, like poached they, eggs. Yeah. You don't, don't like post eggs? I
0: don't I, don't, I only uh, I, I don't like runny
1: eggs. Oh, I, I do with egg Benedicts because then it runs and it soaks up with the either if you use a biscuit or an egg McMuffin mm-hmm. um, or toast or whatever you use, soaks it up, and then you eat it immediately so it doesn't get soggy. Yeah. Yeah, I it's just
0: mm, I don't know. There's a thick consistency thing for runny eggs. I get it. I yeah. get it.
1: But it's so good. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you, Mr. Benedict, for being rich and drinking heavily. Nice. We thank you.
0: Yeah, we salute <laughs> you. We salute you for being <laughs> Mr. me. Benedict. I mean, not rich,
1: but drinking heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and eating quality foods. Eating quality foods. So I appreciate it. Right. So the next one that I looked up was pancake. Mm. Everybody loves a pancake, right? So, turned out these yummy circles have been around for centuries. Centuries, Sam. So, rumor has it that they began over 30,000 years ago during the Stone Age. I mean, that's classic. Um, there's, My there people. Was even some, yeah, your people. There was even some like some really cool research done, um, and they said that they found pancakes in that famous Iceman that they found. Um, what was his name? O- Oatsy? Oatsy, the Iceman. Yeah, they found pancakes in his stomach. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah, and those remains dated back to about uh, 5,300 years ago
0: my mind is blown yeah
1: they found pancakes in his tummy stone age
0: i mean and it makes sense right like ground corn that kind of stuff like that's fairly easy to make wheat but that's like you have to be stationary to make these things right you have to be farming you have to be
1: you can't just be completely nomadic right so there was societies obviously that was or they either had a way to make them nomadically so mm-hmm. um so that's pretty cool so those that's when i think the first one uh first one's thirty thousand years ago so but flash forward to like ancient greek poets they used to write about pancakes in their poems shakespeare referred to it in some of his plays like pancakes have been mentioned for years um they've gone through through many names though like indian cakes hoe cakes johnny cakes um journey cakes buttwheat cakes griddle cakes uh flapjacks um, I've not heard most of those. I've only heard Gritter Cakes and Flapjacks and Pancakes, so those are the only three that I've ever heard, but.
0: I've heard the term Ho Cakes, but I'm unfamiliar with the yeah. construction of that, so yeah. I think it so was on, like, a TV cool. show or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: and there might have been more, but that's just, those are the names that I was able to find researching, but that's still a lot of different names that they've gone, gone by, and that's a yeah. lot of- it's a long time,
0: man. I wonder what came first, pancakes. the crepe or the pancake? Probably, probably pancake. the pancake. <laughs> yeah, probably the pancake. Yeah, the crepe. Because they're thicker pre- the crepes
1: are like, harder to make. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. Mm. I didn't look up crepes, but maybe I will for next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah. So oh. the next one that I looked at was omelets. Like, because I know people, I'm not a big omelet fan, but I know mm. people love omelets. I um, love me some omelets. Yeah, so believe it or not, these originated, they think, in um, ancient Persia.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's pretty cool. Um, And then I also was able to find a really cool story that Napoleon um, once feasted on an omelet prepared by a local innkeeper in this, like, southern uh, France when his army was traveling through, and he loved it so much that he ordered all the town pe- keep people to gather up all the eggs in the town and then prepare a huge <sighs> omelette for ar- his army the next day. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Colonizers. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh. Oh, your village people don't matter. Feed my army Feed with my all army of your eggs. Wonderful-
1: oh,
0: you yeah. can starve. Uh, yeah, and ugh. there's
1: apparently some kind of lore about some kind of Easter omelette um, I didn't really read much about it, but it's something about the French, how they made this huge, and that might be where this came from, mm-hmm. where they all made this huge Easter omelette, so they eat oh. you eat omelettes on Easter. It's a very common oh, okay. Easter item, but, interesting, huh, pretty cool. I like know the, that.
0: the way that omelettes have evolved into, like, you can get anything in an omelette. Like, you can get smoked salmon in an mm-hmm. omelette. You can get feta and onions yeah. and garlic in an omelet you can get an just omelet. meat in an omelet like ugh. you can get
1: anything mm-hmm. which is which you would think that i would like omelets but every time i'm disappointed when i get it yeah every time
0: is it too much I'm egg always, like, like too thick
1: it's too much egg i think mm-hmm. even though i love eggs but it's always like i know this is gonna be so good because it sounds good mm-hmm. like when you have like goat cheese and spinach mm-hmm. and salmon in an omelet and then i'm always like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aww. But I know people love them. Yeah. So, and they're a good option. Like you can get an egg white omelet mm-hmm. now. So. That's what That's I do because awesome. it makes it
0: a little thinner. I don't like the yeah. thick, like I don't want to have to cut through an inch and a half of egg just to get to the meat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Egg
1: white omelets are, I think are better, mm-hmm. but, but I also like yolk. So it's, it's a hard little, mm. hard sacrifice. So I usually yeah. just get it in those, but. Yeah. <laughs> So I also looked up waffles because I actually am one of those people who I prefer waffles over pancakes. I like the having the little compartments that hold the syrup and uh-huh. they're crunchier so they don't get yes. soggy. Because um, with pancakes, I have to add syrup right just right before I cut it and eat it mm-hmm. So I don't like soggy stuff. So waffles, I think, hold up a little bit. So uh, some of the research that I found was really cool is waffle making made its way to America with Dutch colonists, which makes sense. Okay. Um, to me. Um, but that started. They they think it came to America as far back as 1620s. Wow. So, but the waffle iron can be traced all the way back to ancient Greece. So waffles huh. are just as just as just as old. Fancy. hmm I feel like did ancient that Greece learn?
0: really cared about their foodstuffs. Yeah. So they did.
1: They might have done things, some things wrong, but they they got food down.
0: Yeah, food and it, art, culture Bathhouses, art, yeah. culture,
1: mm-hmm. war. Pipes. Thanks for the pipes, you know. Yep. Ships. And ships.
0: Uh, they they just uh, a couple years ago they just found some um, amphoras the little vases the sealed like wine vases at the bottom yes. of the Mediterranean still preserved.
1: Oh my gosh, I want to drink some of that.
0: Ooh, <laughs> just vinegar. On like... next week's podcast, <laughs>
1: we're gonna be trying that wine. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> it's
0: older than my grandparents' 50th anniversary wine, which you all saw how that went. That one. I'm sure. It's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: maybe their wine so, was better.
1: Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I think we'll be just fine. Just vinegar. So I only looked up one more food. I couldn't leave it out. Bacon. Yes. You can't leave out a brunch staple without bacon. Nothing.
0: favorite.
1: So, I mean, like, everybody loves bacon. Uh, Even if you're a vegetarian you, or a vegan, you make vegan and vegetarian forms of bacon because you miss bacon. It's just, it's a staple in life. Yes. It's a staple. And so it, the reason why it's a staple is because it's ingrained in our DNA, guys. Bacon's history dates back thousands of years to like 1500 BC. Oh, man. BC, y'all. Who started it? China. Okay. The Chinese were um, curing pork bellies with salt and creating what? the or- earliest form of bacon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, China.
0: All right. Probably because um, they had great war, like um, armies that they had to feed, yeah. and salt they had meats. to cure it. So they yeah. they
1: formed this and made it. It was okay. probably a necessity. They didn't even know um, that it would become a staple, but it spread through the world. Because rumor has it, then R- the Romans and the Greek learned break bacon pr- production and curing through conquest of the Middle East. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then the Romans um, improved p- pig breeding and spread pork production throughout their entire empire. Wow. So, like it came, they think, from China, but because of the colonization. and uh,
0: So if without the Roman empire, we wouldn't have bacon.
1: We wouldn't have bacon, at least not as widespread. It maybe would be <laughs> like more of a colonial. It might be like when you went to, you know, eat. Chinese food mm-hmm. you would just have bacon there and you wouldn't have it in your brunch. Yeah.
0: Like pork belly. You know, pork yeah, pork belly is is uh, not very widespread, but you can go to certain ethnic restaurants and get delicious pork belly and then yeah, you, know, you could buy it at the grocery store, we cook it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't cook it, but I'm not a big pork person. So. Yeah.
0: I am a selective pork person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big ham eater uh but i like bacon i like pork belly i like ribs i like you know i'll get a spiral cut ham every once in a while but i'm more of a a beef person more of a red meat
1: i'm more of a seafood
0: Mm. oh yeah give me that seafood Mm, (laughs)
1: delicious But anywho, so that's all of my brunch facts for the day, though. So I hope you learned something on where your favorite dish was from. If you didn't hear your favorite dish and you want to know some history and you don't want to do the research because you're lazy, send me what you (laughs) like and I'll look it up for you.
0: Yeah, by request. Research by request. By request. (laughs) All right, Uh. so we'll be back in two weeks. Um, That is, what's the date for that? I should know these things. Um, The 5th, September 5th. No, sorry, September 6th. September 6th. Um, So uh, we'll be back with our next episode on September 6th. You can catch the recording of this episode. If you tuned in late to the Twitch stream, um, you can catch it this Thursday on our Spotify. It should be available by noon.
1: Yeah. So we uh, will talk to you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.